This is Arvot Radio Podcast. Hello fam, my name is Nimi and Gideon. This is Arvot Live Podcast. Uh, we're here to have another session of Football with Gideon where we talk about football in Europe, England to be precise, and what has been going on in the big five leagues in Europe, which... Uh, the English Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, French Ligue 1, and German Bundesliga, as alongside the Italian Serie A. Today in Focus, we are going to be talking about the Premier League, and not just the Premier League, we're going to be talking about a particular club in the Premier League. That is my focus for today, uh, and that is Liverpool Football Club. Yes, uh, Liverpool Football Club is one of the traditional big clubs in England, so it's, of course, it's always good to talk about them. On our last session, we had a discussion with the guests where we talked about Manchester United. It was a while ago, you can check that out. We talked about how we felt, where we felt Manchester United needed to improve, uh, where we felt they would finish or how well they would do this season and all of that. It was a really fun episode. Today, I'm here to talk about Liverpool Football Club and its struggles. Uh, I think it's no news for anybody that follows Premier, Premier League football to know that Liverpool are struggling right now struggling in the terms of they are not they don't play at the level they played in the previous seasons and they are not hitting the heights they were expected to hit i mean they sit currently ninth if i'm not wrong in the premier league table with just two wins and this is october two wins in about uh nine games sorry two wins in about eight games for liverpool and that is not really a good return. In fact, for a normal team, it's not a good return. Talk less of a team that is expected to be challenging for the title. So today we are going to briefly briefly discuss what is wrong with Liverpool and why they are having these struggles that they have had this season in particular. We'll start first from the coach. Uh, Personally, I have no issues with Jurgen Klopp. Not too many issues. Uh, He's a good manager. He has overseen a very vast and strong rebuild of Liverpool and they moved from where from from a stage where they were not even playing Champions League football to even winning it and making three finals out of seven. So it's it's been a really good run for Jurgen Klopp. He has turned Liverpool from uh, an average side to a world beater consistently. He's developed world class players. So for him I don't think there is too much of a blame on him. But is there something he's doing or he could he could be doing more uh, personally, if you ask me, I would say, yes, I do feel like he's rigid, he's rigid and he's always want, he's trying to stick to what has been working for him. And I think that is one of the things that are causing Liverpool problems this season. Not just what has been working for him, the particular players. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp has tried to stick with a particular set or group of players over a long period of time. And in football, where every season you need to be refreshing your squad, it's not really helpful to be that rigid or stick with those sets of players. So I think that's Jurgen Klopp's biggest fault. Uh, even though it's not the main reason why Liverpool are like that, I would I would also give him that stick. As for the players, well, the squad quality isn't particularly bad for a supposed big side, big system. But uh, I do think that they have failed to fail to strengthen the areas where they need to if they want to be challenging for the title. Of course, Liverpool are ninth in the Premier League this season. After um, eight games played for some teams, they have played seven games. They've won two. They've drawn four. They've lost only one. Now, 
these four games they drew were games where on a normal day you expect Liverpool to win and not just win, win some of them comfortably. They have formed this season has been a little bit up and down. They've they've won Bournemouth 9-0, which is still the biggest win in the Premier League this season. Yeah, they lost to Manchester United, they've dropped points to Everton, Crystal Palace, Fulham, people that you normally expect Liverpool to beat. So in terms of player quality, I would say, like I said earlier, they haven't strengthened in the areas that are necessary. Also, if you want to build a team, not just build, they've built that team. If you want to sustain a team, it's going to challenge consistently for the title and not just the Premier League, other big, bigger trophies in Europe. You have to consistently refresh that team. By refresh, I mean, take a look at Man City now. Uh, over the course of five years, last five years or last four years to be precise, I think it's five. They've won four, if I'm not mistaken, or I don't know if it's four. But I know they've won... 80% of the available Premier League titles to them, which is they've probably won, they won three out of four and four out of five of the last Premier League titles. That's how good Man City are. And yes, yes, it is, it, there's no running away from it. Liverpool have, uh, sorry, Man City have much more uh, money to spend than Liverpool, which is, which is no news. They have Arabian owners, which are one of the biggest investors in football. They have more money to spend than Liverpool. But, Especially in the last two seasons or three seasons, no, last two seasons especially, Man City have recruited wisely. Yeah, they they have strengthened positions where it, it, they were lacking. The moment it became obvious that they needed a, somebody else in this position, they snapped it up. For example, look at last season; they had series of injuries towards the end of the season. They had three of their main centre backs, Diaz, Laporte, and. Uh, Stones or bow out with injury. At some point, they even had to play Fernandinho at right back. They also had Kai Walker injured, you know, and stuff like that. This transfer window, they didn't really spend too much, but they spent wisely. That's the thing. They are always refreshing the squad. They bought Akanji. They bought Sergi Gomez. You know, they kept they they kept Aki, and they have made their that centre back issue disappear. I mean, this is in Laporte has been injured. He's missed a couple of games. Uh, Ruben Diaz has also been injured. He's missed a couple of games. But we haven't seen it really hold Manstead down because they now have players that are able to re- replace or re- refresh that that part of their squad. So you don't see Manstead lacking badly because one of their centre-backs is out injured or two are even out injured. I mean, both Diaz and Laporte, which was their centre-back pairing when they won the league almost three seasons ago, have been out injured for a good part of this season. And it's not bothering them because they have replaced those players as well. But if you move to Liverpool now, you cannot exactly replay that same situation. Because for Liverpool, it's been a case of them waiting for a player to get to his to to, to the end of his powers. Like he almost like I see there's a saying that they'll use it like a bar of soap until you're almost completely exhausted before Liverpool tries to want to change or replace you, or maybe when they sell you. For example, Sadio Mane, they sold Sadio Mane and they've tried to replace him, which hasn't been too, too effective, but they've tried to replace him. Well, if you come to midfield now, they have Jordan Henderson and James Milner, two players that obviously are not playing at the level required for a club that wants to challenge for big titles. If Liverpool just want to play for the top four, I believe that the squad quality, everything is enough to play for the top four and they can still get that easily. But if you want to be challenging for the titles like you have done in the previous year, I mean, last year, Liverpool were at one stage, we're talking of a quadruple, about to win four trophies. Yeah, if you want to play at that kind of level, you don't keep such players 
for this amount of time. I mean, James Milner has been at Liverpool for almost five to six seasons, and someone would argue that he's not—he has not been at the quality for the past two two seasons or three. But he's still starting Premier League games for Liverpool. That's the state of their team, and I think when you have a team where you're not strengthening where you need to do, you suffer things like Liverpool are suffering. I mean, at some point this season, when they played Manchester United, you could see how passive how poor, how uncoordinated their midfield was because of quality. Uh, Fabinho was out injured, Thiago was out injured, Keita was out injured, and they had to use Henderson and Milner to play in midfield. When, you, when you're forced to do that kind of thing because you have refused to, I mean, even Klopp himself admitted that at first he thought he didn't need another midfielder, which was wrong. I mean, you cannot look at that team and say you don't need to. Look at Man City, for example, the, the ones we are using as, exam- as, a, as a standard, Yeah. They had Fernandinho. Fernandinho was struggling with injuries and lack of form between two seasons ago. And they didn't allow that affect him, affect the team rather, because they, they had strength, they had signed, uh, Rodri and Gundogan could also play as a defensive midfielder. And last season or early this season, they signed Phillips as well. So you know, you see Manchester before they get to a stage where it's that obvious that they need to replace the player. They already have, they keep refreshing. They don't allow the player to play to an extent where it's so obvious that, okay, this player is bad and cannot be playing for us before they replace him. The moment the player starts showing signs, either because of age, injury, lack of form, he's replaced immediately. That is how you keep a winning team going. That's what you, that's how you keep your energy going. That's how you keep your quality that high. You don't wait till the player is, well, Henderson has also been somebody that has been underperforming in quotes for the past two seasons. And you're not supposed to wait till it's obvious where he cannot play at this level again before you place him. Yeah, they've signed Otto. Is Otto at the level required? I don't know. I don't think so. But they've signed Otto and uh, hopefully they can integrate him in their midfield. Right now, the only person in Liverpool's midfield that is uh, capable of playing at the level they want is Thiago. Fabinho is another person too that has been struggling since last season. Injuries, lack of form has been moving him in and out of the team. If he were to be in Man City, you won't see Man City wait till Fabinho cannot play a game before they replace him. The moment they are seeing reoccurring injuries that is making your place in the team be in and out and it's affecting the team, you're going to be replaced straight up. That is football. That's how you keep a winning team. And Liverpool have failed to do that. Maybe it's club policy, but I would I'll blame that one on the board or the owners of Liverpool not investing well. That has caused them this heavy slow start majorly. Now we move to defense, which is has been another part that Liverpool have been failing in. And personally, I'll tie yeah I'll tie their defensive issues to their midfield as well because defense in terms of personnel, majority of what they used last season where they gone for the quadruple is still what they have now. Van Dijk. Robertson, Arnold, and uh, Matip Okonate. Yeah, they, they rotate any of these two players, which is a really good thing for a big team to do. But unfortunately for them, both Matip and Konate have had serious injuries this season. Again, the lack of quality comes in. There is no adequate quality sitting on the bench or potential. Even if, Of course, you can't have world-class players sitting on the bench that much. You're not Man City. But you can have potential. You can have really good centre-backs that you're keeping on the bench that you're hoping will develop. You can have that and then use that to patch up for the immediate injuries. Liverpool, as of now, they don't even have that kind of thing. So they have to play what is available. And what is available is not up to the standard. And again, like I said, I'll tie their defensive issues to the midfield because their midfield, the defensive side of it is the defensive spine of the team, honestly speaking. Yeah, any team that is that the midfield does not have that spine will suffer. 
honestly. Uh, Liverpool had Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson at a very high level two years ago. So it was no surprise that they battled with City till I think they won the league two years ago. Yeah, they won the league two seasons ago. And they battled with City. They won the league. They were knocked out of the Champions League. Uh, I can't remember where exactly, but I know that they still went fine in the Champions League, you know. Okay, they were, they were knocked out against Madrid. Was it Madrid? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Madrid that knocked them out. So what I'm saying is, if you want to build that kind of team, personally, your midfield has to have defensive spine that covers, offers protection for your back four, for your defense. If your defensive spine is not doing what it's supposed to do, your defense will be left open. And we are seeing that for Liverpool now. It is so easy. You know, before, when you want to when you want to play through Liverpool, you're going to have to pass and pass and pass and wait for the right moment to, you know, pick out their pockets bit by bit. It was not easy at all. You had to, like, really sweat and work for it to play through Liverpool and get to their defence and test their goalkeeper. That was the case. And that's the case with the... Uh, that's been the case with Man City. It's not, you can't just walk through their midfield and get to their defense. You have to like really, you know, string one or two passes together. But it's not been the case this season. I mean, this season, all you, all you need is one long ball through because they are not able to keep the shape the, the way they always uh, have been keeping the shape. They are not able to keep their line in order. One long pass. We've seen it time and time again. We saw it against Crystal Palace. We saw it time and time again against United. We saw, we've seen it over and over again. You just need to play one diagonal ball and you're through Liverpool's backline. Or the way we saw against Brighton in the weekend, you just have to run through it. It's that simple. Run through either of the flanks because both Arnold and Robertson or Smickers, as the case may be, are not at the level they are to be. And I think... Why I'm also telling that to me is that when your entire defense is underperforming like that, then it's not a matter of just your defense. There's something wrong in front, which is the midfield. Yeah. Fabino and Thiago. Fabino especially. Thiago has, has been struggling with injuries. I think he's only played three games in the league so far. And they've won two of those and lost just... Uh, they've not lost any of the games Thiago has played. They've lost only one game this season Thiago hasn't played. As for Fabinho, he has also been struggling with injuries, like I mentioned last season. It's time to replace him. It's time to keep him on the bench, even when he's fit. It's time to rotate him. You don't throw all your... I think right now Fabinho is the most defensive person Liverpool have in terms of quality in midfield. And he's not at that quality again. You can't blame him. He's aging. He's uh, he's getting injuries front and back. Of course, he can't play at that level he was playing two seasons ago. So Fabinho, which is supposed to be Liverpool's ball winner, hasn't been at that level. And Liverpool have struggled because of that. They don't win the duels. They don't win the first ball. They don't win the second ball in midfield. You can string one or two passes in midfield. You can play a diagonal right through them. That cover is not there. And if that cover is not there and people keep getting at your defense, running at your defense, no matter how strong the defense is, it will concede. You, you, you get, if you keep giving big chances to the opposition, you will concede. It's not rocket science. So for me, I think first things first for Liverpool right now, because for me, the attack is good enough, honestly speaking. Uh, they sold Mane here, which took, uh, it took some sort of dimension out of the attack. It took some sort of cutting edge out of the attack. Yes. But, I feel like the attack is good enough to go on for all the titles they need. They have Salah, 
they have Firmino, they have Diego Jota. Jota has been injured as well. Injuries have been another thing that has been derailing Liverpool. But it, what my point has been that if they had the quality, the injuries wouldn't affect them as much as it has now. Because Man City struggled with injuries last season, but they were still able to hold on for their league title. So for attack, Liverpool have the quality. They have Salah, Firmino, Jota, Darwin Nunez, even though he's struggling now, he still has something he adds to the attack. Uh, Luis Diaz. They have uh, Fabio Cavallo, they just signed from, I think, Fulham or Bournemouth. Don't know which of those things. They have Elliot, you know, good players that offer at, um, useful quality in the final third. I think the attack is good enough. Their midfield is their biggest problem for me, not even their defence. I say their midfield because their midfield, uh, your midfield helps both your attack and your defence. So if your midfield is disorganised, your attack will suffer, your, your defence will suffer, and your attack won't be as sharp as it should be. So... What I do think is Liverpool need to, I don't know how they want to do it. I'm not sure if Keita is still, honestly speaking, I'm not sure if Keita is still at Liverpool because uh, he, I haven't seen too much of him this season. Yeah, I haven't seen too much of Naby Keita this season. I know he has always been, right from when Liverpool signed him, he has always been an injury prone player. He's still at Liverpool. Yeah, he's still at Liverpool. Uh, I have not seen too much of him this season. Obviously, injuries have been what has been keeping him out. He has not, he's he's never been very consistent for Liverpool team because of injuries. So, Naby Keita, injury prone, Fabino, injury prone, and aging. Uh, who else? Thiago, also someone injury prone, but his quality is still that good. So, when he's fit, the difference is always there in midfield. Henderson is aging, quality has reduced drastically. Munich aging quality. So you can see that the midfield, there are a lot of players that their quality is not up to the level Liverpool want. I'm not saying they are bad players. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these are bad players. I'm not saying they are poor. Mm-mm, no. What I'm saying is for the level Liverpool want to play, the level they want to be at, the heights they want to hit, you, can, you can't, you simply can't hit them with these players at the quality they have now. What this type of players will give you be the quality to get you in the top four, maybe top three. You can't win the league with such players. So, I think Liverpool have to strengthen their midfield. The transfer window has closed. Uh, they managed to get in Otto for, on loan from Juventus, and we are yet to see any. He played. He played against uh, uh, Napoli, I think, in the Champions League. Where Liverpool were embarrassed, but in the league, I don't think he has started a game as of now. If he can be integrated somehow. Maybe ahead of Henderson, you play Henderson. You sorry, you play Otto, Thiago, maybe Fabino. That that might be that might be more helpful. Yeah, and uh, I I think for now maybe the 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 other thing that separates good coaches from more class coaches is the ability to adapt to situations. So I would like to touch on this last. I think maybe your club needs to tweak Liverpool a little bit for now since they are dealing with. Uh, um, injuries and lack of quality. Liverpool play with the second highest line in the Premier League. Man City plays with the first. It's not that one is not rocket science. It's because they are that good. They play that high so that they can press you high up the field, pin you in your own half, win the ball from you, and attack you with numbers. That's why they play that high. Their centre halves are always close to the uh, middle of the field, and their forward three are always in your own half, pressing you hard. So. They play the second highest line in the Premier League. I'm, I'm, it's just hypothesis, but maybe because of their lack of quality and injuries, they need to tweak 
that a little bit. Drop the line a bit. Maybe drop the line a bit. Uh, build up a bit slowly. Yeah, use the abilities of Arnold and uh, Thiago that can ping diagonal balls right and left, even Robertson across the field to get up the field. Bring your bring your your line a bit lower because we we are seeing it worrying their defense so much. Their defenders are struggling to get into position because the midfield is not offering the protection it ought to offer while they are pushed that high. So it's very easy to play through them. I, I don't think I don't think I've seen Liverpool this easy to play through. Honestly speaking, I'm an Arsenal fan and Arsenal play Liverpool next. And I'm confident. I'm not confident because I don't think Liverpool will score. I'm confident because I know that if Liverpool score me, I can score them as well. Liverpool look, they look like they don't have a span. You can penetrate Liverpool easily now. Brighton did it time and time again. Props to Brighton. They're very good attacking side. I even thought maybe the change of manager worried them. No, Brighton are that good attacking wise, you know. So it wasn't too much of a surprise, but still, for a club of Liverpool statue and expected heights, they are too easy to play through. I've not seen a game where Liverpool dominated from start to finish and the defenders barely had nothing to do. No, every single game, Alisson is making three to four saves. Every single game, you're seeing their fullbacks getting run around because there's obviously no cover for them. You're seeing their defenders. I mean, this is in Van Dijk has been. Uh, some people are saying exposed. I'm, I'm not going to throw in that term because I don't feel like nothing, anything has been exposed. He has just been playing like this. It's just the cover in front of him that is seriously dwindling and is making him look a weaker defender. He's still that good. Okay, if he puts any of the so-called world-class centre-backs or world-class full-backs in this Liverpool defence, they would suffer what these current Liverpool players are suffering now. It's honestly bad. So Klopp needs to tweak their team a bit, either by change of personnel or by change of system. Something has to change because if Liverpool keep playing like this, they will score you goals quite all right. Liverpool will score you one, they'll score you two in a game, but they will concede big chances. And provided you're conceding big chances to the opposition, you will concede goals. That's how football works. It's not, there's no um, hidden logic around this. If you keep giving your position space to attack you, if you're not closing the passing lanes, if you're not closing the passing line, if you're not keeping your shape defensively, they will attack you and they will score you. So, provided Liverpool don't change anything, I don't see them coming out of this mess easily. Honestly speaking, Liverpool have not never been the... Liverpool and Man City are not teams that outscore their opponents. They don't outscore you, really. They don't, they don't even give... Man City, in fact, Liverpool and Man City at their peak, peak of their... Uh, powers. No, let me know it's Man City because Man City are still fine. Man City might even be increasing. Liverpool are the peak of their powers. They, they, I mean, they had a season where Alisson won the Golden Glove. The usual, every single season, usually Alisson is between, you know, uh, 15 to 20 clean sheets a season. I mean, that's, that's just to show you how good their defense has always been. They don't give you opportunities to attack them that often. This, the starve of the ball, they control possession, they play through you and they score you. That is how Liverpool and Man City play. So now that Liverpool are looking like a team where you can, in fact, almost, almost anything, you can run through their midfield, you can pass diagonal balls left and right, nobody will be picking up runs. You can, oh, it is, it is so bad. I don't think I've seen Liverpool this bad defensively, honestly speaking. From, from, from a neutral standpoint, Liverpool have to change Maybe personnel or tactics. I'm thinking now it could be both, honestly. Probably change both. Tweak the tactics and tweak the personnel. Drop Henderson, play Otto. Drop Fabino, 
who else is there to play? Keita is injured. I don't know if they have any other defensive midfielder that can do that can break up play like Fabinho. I don't know. Maybe they should switch to a pivot and play an attacking midfielder so that they play front for you know, club did that a lot here. Yeah, club did that a lot last season. Uh, he played you see Femino, Salah, Mani, and Jota in one game last season. We saw that on a couple of occasions. So maybe club can do that. So play pivot that will sit back and give more protection. Instead of playing in midfield three, where two, two of your midfielders are bombing forward and leaving your back line too exposed. So in summary, I think Klopp has a lot of work on his hands. Not too much of his fault. I'll attribute 15% of this to Klopp for his being stubborn or rigid in not wanting to strengthen in midfield because he admitted that himself. And also his, uh, his man management, his managing of these players. You, you, don't use, you can't use these players for this long. No, you can't use me. I mean, Masti threw me like ages ago. Liverpool have been using ever since. And he's still starting Premier League games for them. You, don't, you can't just do that and hope to win the league. No, no, no. If, you, if you're keeping Milner in your team for experience, yeah, for cover, for, for, for being like a big shoulder for your young ones to look up to, that's fine. But to keep him in such a way that you're losing a game and you're making change and bringing James Milner. What is James Milner supposed to do right now? It doesn't really make too much sense. So, yeah, I think Liverpool need to... Uh, I need to change personnel. Yeah. So I'll give 15% of the blame to Klopp. I'll give 35. In fact, I'll give 50% of the blame to 35. 50% of the blame to the board because I feel like if you've seen the amount of work Klopp has done, you are supposed to invest all in. They did sign that reunion for 100 million, which makes me even more confused because I really don't know who is at fault for their lack of refreshing quality you don't a, a club that wants to win the champions league and you've, you've gotten you got to the final you lost why did you lose the final it's not like because your tactics were wrong or anything you just you know come back you sit back i didn't win the league i lost the league by one point i lost the champions league final where do we move from there okay we improve the squad you don't keep the same squad in fact the squad can arguably uh, have said to be reduced because they sold one of their best players in money so, I mean, you sold money, you signed 100 million Darwinians. I, I wasn't even expecting an immediate impact from him. I still feel like he might come good later on, but no, no, no. Maybe, okay, fine. 35% to the board, yeah. It might have been club, it might be their transfer scout or whatever. The I don't know how that logistic is going on behind the scenes, but I do know that they haven't signed properly. You don't allow Henderson, Milner, and injured Fabino to be what's you have as your best options in midfield if you want to play for the league. You do not have, you do not allow that. If you're playing for top four, fine and good, they are good enough. But for the league or Champions League, no way, these players can't get you there. Then defense, I feel like their defense is still okay. Uh, they've, they've been they've been dealing with injuries. Uh, yeah, Konate and Matip. Matip is back now. Uh, he has played two games for Liverpool. They've not lost any of them. They've considered goals though, but there has been a bit of improvement. Arnold... Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd like to use just five minutes to talk about him. Yeah, he has been the subject of a lot of criticism and hate, which he deserves to a good extent because he has been way below par, especially defensively this season. But I do know it's not because of his overall quality. I'm 100% certain it's because of the kind of system he's found himself in now. 
okay, he has absolutely no cover. You saw the game against Brighton. There were always two to three players doubling up on him. I mean, for even somebody that is not the best of defenders, to defend against one person is hard. Not to talk of when there are two two or three options around you and you're, you're wondering where your defensive midfielder, your central midfielder, or your winger is to help you out. You're not always there. So I know he's just suffering. He's suffering the worst from the system break or system malfunction in quotes that Liverpool have. Uh, Van Dijk is also suffering from that, honestly. In fact, the entire Liverpool defense, even Robertson has been way below par this season. So even before he was injured, he was dropped at one game, one game in the Premier League, I think against Newcastle for Smickers. So that's, that's the story of Liverpool defense. If everybody in your defense is underperforming, then something is wrong somewhere. That is not just the personnel in defense, honestly. It's not just the personnel. So uh, that's how I say. So I'll give 35% of the blame to the uh, board. Then uh, the players, the likes of Arnold, Van Dijk, just 5-10% of the blame because they could obviously do better, but I'm honestly not going to pin everything on them. Just that small. So yeah, I feel Liverpool need to change personnel, change system or both of them. If they don't, they are going to be heading for a season where top four will be probably a miracle or the best thing they can put their hands on. Thank you for listening. It's been an interesting talk. It's only me this time about Liverpool. Uh, we spoke about we spoke about Manchester United in our previous sessions. Today we talk about Liverpool. Next time we're here, it could be Chelsea, it could be Arsenal, it could be any of the big six. So yeah, but I would like to also throw a question out there to the listeners. Who do you think will win the league right now? I know a lot of you are going to say Manchester, but I want to know why. Don't just tell me Manchester because Manchester are scoring goals. Do you feel like nobody can challenge Manchester right now? Do you feel like because Liverpool is weak, there's nobody else that can play to the level of Manchester? Do you think Arsenal's uh, initial gaga and quote would last? What do you think about the Premier League title? As for me... I will be very honest, I think Man City will win the league with a landslide because they have a new dimension in attack and uh, the other people that are supposed to compete with them in the guise of Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal aren't just ready this season. So it's more of a, it's, it's going to be for Man City. But you do, what do you think? I, I'm open to hear all your thoughts and comments. And how will your top six pan out? At the starting of the season, I gave my top six as Liverpool first... <laughs> Uh, Manchester second, Arsenal third, and Sports fourth, Chelsea fifth, United outside, uh, United sixth. <sighs> I would change that, obviously. Liverpool can win the league. Uh, United, sorry, <laughs> United, okay. Man City first. I would put Arsenal second because of bias. I'm an Arsenal fan. Man City first, Arsenal second. I see Chelsea sparking up as third, United fifth. I put sports just above United. I'll, I'll still watch United. It's not it, it's not the final judgment. I'll still watch United. I'm still trying to see if Ten Hag will continue with this counter-attacking football or he will tweak it. If he continues with this counter-attacking football, United will finish fifth. If he changes it, which I do expect him to do, then maybe United will have a strong shot for the top four because they do have a lot of quality in there. Thank you so much for listening. It's always fun to talk about football and we'll be back again same time next week. Thank you. Hey, testing the mic one, two, one, two. This is the Radio Apprentice. You are listening to our Radio Live podcast. Yeah, stay tuned. I'll be right back.
Are you an aspiring podcaster or you want to start a vodcast? Sign up with our vault. Membership is free, although terms and conditions apply. To learn more about joining our vault, visit our official website, www.ourvault.com.